Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Good evening, everyone. 23. It is 6.33 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As we come to you once again from the WCWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. As we get set to bring you episode number 336 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show as well as a 2022 WCWS Hall of Fame inductee. <clears throat> this is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you, <clears throat> as we will be bringing you, of course, today's pop culture stories, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. In addition to, of course, some stories courtesy of our friends at CNN. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you tonight's uh, <clears throat> pop culture history and birthdays. And also, ladies and gentlemen, to get you prepared for later this evening's action, of course, on Revolu on uh, WCWS Revolution, we will be bringing you some wrestling news tidbits, also courtesy of 411 Mania as well. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number is always 1-605-562-0444. Call our ID 141-387-POUND. And press that one, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, this evening. It is 6.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we said. <clears throat> this is Wednesday, February the 1st, 2022. Good to have you here. 2023, excuse me. Good to have you here, of course, here with us for episode 336 of Outside the Ropes. Let's not waste any time, ladies and gentlemen, and let's get started. As we will, of course, first off, go to, to our friends at CNN <clears throat> to bring you, of course, five uh, stories making the headlines here, of course, here today. And also, let, in order to access that, ladies and gentlemen, we will need to go to the infamous Amazon Echo Dot. And in order to do so, ladies and gentlemen, we will need to say the following. Alexa, current news. Chad, here's your news from CNN. Hello from CNN, I'm Afoma Dike with the five things you need to know for Wednesday, February 1st. The Federal Reserve has raised interest rates by a quarter point, but it's the smallest hike since March. It's a clear sign that the central bank is seeing some progress to lower inflation. But Fed Chair Jerome Powell says more hikes could come. Shifting to a slower pace will better allow the committee to assess the economy's progress toward our goals. As we determine the extent of future increases that will be required, to attain a sufficiently restrictive stance. Stocks started the day in the red, but rebounded at closing. And as far as your wallet is concerned, CNN's Matt Egan says you can expect to pay more. Borrowing costs are going higher. They're going to stay elevated. We're talking about mortgage rates, credit cards, car loans. All of them have gone up sharply. No relief expected anytime soon. We're gonna overcome this struggle for justice for our brother Tyree Nichols. That's Reverend Dr. J. Lawrence Turner during Tyree Nichols' funeral. Mourners gathered at a church in Memphis today to celebrate his life. On January 7th, the 29-year-old black man was brutally beaten by police during a traffic stop and died three days later. Reverend Al Sharpton delivered the eulogy and announced the five black officers who were fired and indicted on second-degree murder and other charges. 
There's nothing more insulting and offensive to those of us that fight to open doors, that you walk through those doors and act like the folks we had to fight for to get you through them doors. Vice President Kamala Harris honored the family and called for change. And when I think about the courage and the strength of this family, I think it demands that we speak truth. And with this, I will say, this violent act was not in pursuit of public safety. It was not in the interest of keeping the public safe because one must ask, was not it in the interest of keeping the public safe that Tyree Nichols would be with us here today? The FBI has wrapped up its search of President Joe Biden's home in Rehoboth, Delaware, and found no documents with classified markings. That's according to a personal attorney for Biden, who did say that the FBI took some handwritten notes and other materials for further review. Biden's personal attorneys had already searched the home last month and also found no classified documents. Take a listen to Ian Sams from the White House Counsel's Office. The president's been fully cooperative, and he's directed his team to be fully cooperative. And that's because he believes in the independence of the Justice Department. He believes in giving them the space to conduct a thorough review and to conduct that review efficiently. Parts of the South and Midwest are getting slammed with a fresh wave of ice and sleet, leading to flight cancellations, power outages, and dangerous roads. In the U.S. as of this morning, more than 2,000 domestic and international flights were canceled. Texas airports around Dallas and Austin are facing the toughest challenges. PowerOutage.us said that more than 300,000 homes, businesses, and other customers were without electricity. Forecasters expect a combo of freezing rain, sleet, and ice to keep hitting parts of Texas, Arkansas, and Tennessee through at least Thursday morning. Coming up, it's the end of an era for one daytime TV show. Take steps to make your business dreams a reality with Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control of your business and your brand. From templates that make site design simple to customizations that let you grow at your pace, this is Possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com news. Shopify.com news. Welcome back. The Dr. Phil show is ending after more than two decades on air. Dr. Phil McGraw got his start in TV in the late 90s on The Oprah Winfrey Show. The 72-year-old hasn't given hard and fast details on what he'll be doing post-show, but says he's stepping back from his daytime slot because, quote, there is so much more I wish to do. Dr. Phil won't be completely gone from TV screens. Original episodes will keep coming out for the rest of the 2022 to 2023 season. After that, CBS Media Ventures plans on rolling out reruns. That's all for now. We'll be back at 10 p.m. Eastern. Alexa, stop. We do, of course, thank our friends at CNN for providing those five quick stories here to us here for this evening. Also, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget the Amazon Echo Dot is a very useful tool in order to in order to be able to access your news, your weather, <coughs> and also information on, of course, uh, for a project for your uh, for your job, for your child's uh, child's uh, class project. Also, of course, for a job interview and all that, when you're not near your computer or smartphone, 
Also, if you have ever happened to order anything off of Amazon.com, it can also give you a very, a very quick uh, a quick assessment, of course, of how long it will take for that item to, to get to your to get to your to get to your home. Of course, let you know where it's at from leaving its origin point, making its way, of course, uh, towards its final destination. As we said, that being, of course, your uh, <clears throat> Uh, your home or your business be sure to find an amazon echo dot here today a very useful uh, research instrument and the preferred research tool of the wcws radio network now ladies and gentlemen let's <coughs> excuse me let's now of course go to 411mania.com and let's see some of your pop culture stories of course making the rounds <coughs> Uh, making the rounds here, of course, here today. <clears throat> and keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that the radio network, as always, thanks our friends at 411 Mania for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition to right here on Outside the Ropes, also, of course, on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, <coughs> Power Hour, WCWS This Morning, as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, <coughs> uh, also, of course, on Sports Machine, <coughs> Also, keep in mind that throughout 2023, we uh, we we do hope, of course, uh, we do hope, of course, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> to get a lot more of our shows up and going here throughout the year. And definitely, Four Eleven Mania will be utilized on those shows in future episodes, of course, of our exi existing shows. As we said, whenever, of course. Uh, <coughs> um, uh, of course, every time we do uh, air those shows, indeed. So be sure to be listening to everything, of course, courtesy of 411 Mania, of course, right here in the radio network. <coughs> Jeremy Thomas posted this story here today. As DC Universe Chapter 1 plans, plans have been revealed with Superman Legacy, also a Batman and Robin movie, also film and TV projects. James Gunn and Peter Saffron have revealed Chapter 1 of the new DC Universe, with 10 projects across film and TV, including Superman Legacy and more. Gunn and Saffron announced the first 10 projects in the rebooted DC Universe that include characters from across the DC comic spectrum within film and television. Variety, Variety reports that Chapter 1 is, is titled Gods and Monsters and will release between 2025 and 2027. With five films and five television shows, the films are Superman Legacy, a Batman and Robin movie titled The Brave and the Bold that were in, introduced Damian Wayne to live action, also a Swamp Thing film, also Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, and The Authority. The television shows, meanwhile, are, are the Peacemaker spinoff Waller, with Viola Davis reprising her role as the main character, a Green Lantern series with Hal Jordan and John Stewart, Booster Gold, the animated series, uh, also the animated series Creature Commandos, and Paradise Lost, which is set in Themyscira, of course, the home of Wonder Woman. At this time, there are no directors or actors attached to any project except Viola Davis. James Gunn is writing Superman Legacy and, and built out the plans of the DC Universe via a writer's room that includes Drew Goddard, who did Cabin in the Woods and Daredevil, Jeremy Slater, who did Moon Knight, Christina Hobson, who did The Flash, Crystal Henry, who did Watchmen, and Tom King, the comics writer who had seminal runs on 
Batman and also Mr. Miracle. Uh, Henry will be the showrunner for Waller, and others are expected to work on DC Universe projects moving forward. Gunn and Saffron said that the plan was a, was for about two films and shows per year, but emphasized that they will not sacrifice quality to meet deadlines, and films won't go into production until the scripts are locked in. The only release dates are set for Superman Legacy and The Batman Part Two, which is an Elseworlds or an alternate continuity project. Superman Legacy arrives on July 11th, 2025, and will start the DC Universe while the Batman Part 2 will arrive on October the 3rd, 2025. The DC Universe Project's breakdown are as follows. The films, of course, course you can also, if you wish to check out this story, ladies and gentlemen, um, you can, of course, ladies and gentlemen, check out the breakdown for all of this. Uh, you can come to uh, the movies and TV section of 411mania.com and pull up that story. Our next story, of course, right here, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted the story yesterday as the fourth movie in the Bad Boys franchise is moving forward with both Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. The Bad Boys are back in action with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence sent to reunite for a fourth film. THR reports that Sony Pictures has put Bad Boys 4 in pre-production with, <coughs> with Bad Boys for Life directors Adil L. Arby and Bilal Fala. Back to direct and both Smith and Lawrence returning to star. The most recent film in the franchise was one of the last hit films to release before the pandemic began, grossing $426.5 million worldwide against a not $90 million budget when it was released in January of 2020. The fourth film was a, was fast-tracked but had to be put on hold first due to the pandemic and then of course as you know after will smith's now infamous slap of chris rock at the 2022 academy awards several smith projects were paused after that controversy smith addressed the situation while doing press for the movie emancipation which released in theaters and on apple tv plus back in december plot details are being kept under wraps at this time smith did confirm the news on instagram of course we do have that right here um, you can, you, we may not be able to pull this up, of course, right now, but you can, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you have access to Instagram, you can, of course, go to, uh, Will Smith's Instagram page and, t- and take a watch <clears throat> and watch that, of course, very, very carefully. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here yesterday as a reboot of King of the Hill has been ordered at Hulu and also with, of course, Mike Judge and and the the original talent returning. Hulu has ordered another classic animated series revival from 20th Television and Animation for the streaming service. 
King of the Hill is making a comeback with Hulu officially ordering a planned reboot of the hit long-running animated series. According to the announcement, the hit animated series is returning with a brand new season with original co-creators Mike Judge and Greg Daniels on board. They will return to create an executive producer revival. Saladin Patterson will also be on board as executive producer and showrunner. Judge and Daniels have been working on the reboot since 2017 when Judge and Daniels reconnected with the original cast members at the 2017 San Francisco Sketch Fest to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the classic series. Three Arts Michael Rotenberg, Howard uh, Klein, and Bandera, Bandera Entertainment's Dustin Davis are also attached to executive produce the show, which brings back the residents of Arlen, Texas, and will be set in present-day United States. Bandera Entertainment is Judge and Daniel's recently launched animation production banner. The revival will bring back most of the original voice cast from the series, including Mike Judge, as series lead Hank Hill, and supporting character Jeff Boombauer, Stephen Root as Bill, uh, forgive me if I mispronounce any of this, Daughter Ive, Kathy Najimi as Peggy Hill, Pamela Adlon as Bobby Hill, Johnny Hardwick as Dale, and Lauren Tom as both um, Mean, and I'm not going to try to pronounce her last name, and also her daughter, Connie. There's no word yet on the other cast members returning. Hank and Peggy's niece, Luann, will have to be recast if she's in the new series. Her original voice actress, Brittany Mur Murphy, sadly passed away in 2009. Murphy voiced the character for the entirety of the show's original run. Murphy also voiced Joseph Gribble in the show's um, <clears throat> in the show's earlier seasons before the character was recast with Brecken Meyer in the show's later seasons after Joseph went through a growth spurt. The Emmy Award-winning series ran for 13 seasons on, on Fox from 1997 to 2010. The show is now owned by Disney as it was one of the entertainment assets that was acquired as part of the 20th Century Fox acquisition in 2019. Set in the fictional suburban Texas town of Arlen, the show followed Hank Hill, a salesman of propane and propane accessories, his substitute teacher wife, Peggy, and her 13-year-old son, year old son, Bobby, who often doesn't meet the expectations of his more traditional father. Hank's longtime friends are the conspiracy nut Dale Gribble, the military barber Bill, and the fast-talking Jeff Boombauer. Over the course of the series, Hank's friends, as well as Peggy and Bobby, help Hank navigate a changing world. Speaking on the news of in a press release, ABC Entertainment, Hulu, and Disney branded television of streaming originals Craig Erwich commented, We are also excited to welcome back Hank, Peggy, and Bobby and, and to see what they have to say about the world we live in and continue the conversations we began years ago. This show has all the perfect ingredients to meet this moment in animation at Hulu, and we're so thankful to be having those conversations alongside this talented group. Showrunner uh, Patterson says the following, yeah, man, I tell you what, man, that dango Greg talking about OG and then that Mike Judge inspirations, man, the original show dango classic got my kids, man, walking around talking about that's my purse. I don't know you feeling blessed, man. I tell you what feels so good is a great song. I don't care what no dang body says. In 1999, King of the Hill won the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Animated Program. King of the Hill now joins Futurama is another classic Fox 20th television animated series that's getting a revival on Hulu. 
for Mike Judge, Paramount, and Comedy Central also has also recently revived another one of his classic animated shows, Beavis and Butthead, which currently streams on Paramount+. Plus. All 13 seasons of the original King of the Hill series are now streaming <clears throat> now on Hulu. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we can't wait to see what, of course, uh, what new adventures pop up on the, uh, the new version of King of the Hill for those who were big fans of the original series. Jeremy Thomas posted this story on, uh, <coughs> excuse me, posted this story. I do believe this was, yes, on uh, Monday as a trailer and poster had been revealed for the, uh, Steve, for, for the Stephen King adaptation of The Boogeyman. Stephen King's The Boogeyman makes his way to theaters in June, and the first trailer and poster for the film are online. 20th Century Studios released the new trailer and key art for the film um, back on Monday, and you can check them out, we'll, and, and I will, of course, pull them up right here. The film take, takes the idea behind King's short story, which in which a man recounts his children having been stalked by the main, by the main uh, monster, of course, The Boogeyman, and expands out to feature length. The film is directed by Rob Savage, who host, who directed the movie Host, from a script by Scott Beck and Brian Woods, who wrote A Quiet Place, and Mark Heyman, who wrote Black Swan. It stars Sophie Thatcher, Chris Messina, Vivian Lyra Blair, Marin Ireland, Madison Who, Lisa Gay Hamilton, and David Dasmachlin, and is described as follows. High school student Sadie Harper and her younger sister Sawyer are reeling from the recent death of their mother and are, re are getting much support from their father, Will, a therapist who is dealing with his own pain. When a desperate patient <clears throat> unexpectedly shows up at their home seeking help, he leaves behind a terrifying supernatural entity that preys on families and feeds on the suffering of its victims. We do have the trailer, of course, in the video for the trailer for this movie and for, for the horror bus. We will post it in the entertainment cavalcade page everybody can go back and take a look at it and and of course it is it will be coming out of course ladies and gentlemen it looks like on june the 7th june the 2nd i'm sorry uh so we will definitely ladies and gentlemen work on uh we will definitely be working on putting that in the uh And we're going to try, give us just a second here, folks. We're going to work on trying to get that up and going, of course. Um, okay. Uh, okay. So we will get that, but we'll, go, we'll also get the post the image of the poster on there for you, too. Uh, for those of you, like I said, who are big-time horror fans, of course, we'll get that posted on there as well on uh, <clears throat> the Entertainment Cavalcade Facebook page. Our next story, of course, right here, Joseph Lee posted this story on Monday 
as day as Batista. Of course, remember Batista from, of course, as you know, the former wrestler turned actor, says that he will not play Bane in the DC universe. Says James Gunn is starting from scratch. In an interview with Insider, Batista revealed that he will not be playing Bane in Jane in James Gunn's reshaped DC universe, something that he wanted to do. He noted that Gunn plans to restart the DCU from scratch and cast younger actors in the roles. He said, I've had conversations with James about that, but I think the direction he's leaning in, completely rebooting that whole universe, he's starting from scratch and starting younger and fresher. And I think you need to do that. I think for the DC universe to be revived you need to start from scratch and think you need to start with younger actors you need to start to plan for the next 15 years i just don't think you can do that with me and i understand that and also i have to say i appreciate i appreciate that because i don't want to play a character that can't bring justice to it i don't think at this point in my career that i can bring justice to bane anymore i just don't know if i could handle the physical part i don't think i would have the long the long, long longevity to plan ahead for films so I just don't know if I'd be that guy. But obviously, of course, you know, James Gunn has worked with Batista before doing the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, remember, Batista played uh, Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy there for Marvel. So, but who knows? Anything is always, anything, of course, here is possible, folks. So we'll definitely be watching that, that out carefully. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here on Monday. As Amazon is developing a Tomb Raider series, also a film and a game are also in the works. <clears throat> Lara Croft is headed to the small screen with Phoebe Waller-Bridge writing a Tomb Raider series for Amazon Prime Video. THR reports that Waller-Bridge, who did Fleabag, also the new Indiana Jones movie, The Dial of Destiny, is, to also, is also developing, and she's also the developing and writing the series which is part of her overall deal with amazon studios T thr also reported that a film and a video game are in the works all set within the same continuity amazon is also teaming with dimitri m johnson's dj2 entertainment for the rights deal the plan is to build an interconnected franchise between the various properties the news comes after the planned sequel to the uh, alicia vikander starring tomb raider was canceled due to the media rights expiring. While a bridge is not expected to star in the film or the series, there's no word on when filming might take place on either live-action project. But we'll keep you apprised once we have more news about that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I do believe our next story here... <clears throat> um, as we have our box office report that came out, of course, on Monday, it seems that Avatar, the way of the water, it stays on top. And also it hits number four on the worldwide chart. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and, and go ahead and get you, of course, the box office, of course, top ten from this past weekend. As we said, number one, Avatar, the way of the water. <coughs> Excuse me. $15.7 million this past weekend. Six, $620.6 million total and $2.116 billion worldwide. Number two, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, $10.6 million this past weekend, $140.8 million total, $334.1 million worldwide. Number three, A Man Called Otto, $6.8 million this weekend, uh, this past weekend, $46.1 million total and $71 million worldwide. 
Number four, Megan, $6.4 million this weekend, $82.3 million total, $146 million worldwide. Number five, Pathan, $5.9 million this past weekend, $8.5 million total, and $47.5 million worldwide. Number six, Missing, $5.7 million this past weekend, $17.6 million total, and also worldwide. Number seven, the movie Plane, $3.8 million this weekend, $25.4 million total, and $29.4 million worldwide. Number eight, The Wandering Earth 2, $3 million this past weekend, $3 million total, and $323.9 million worldwide. Number nine, Infinity Pool, $2.7 million this past weekend, which also, that's, that's how much they have so far total and worldwide. And number 10, Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist, $2.4 million this past weekend, $3 million total and also worldwide so far. So one other key note here. Uh, next, I will read this one last part of it as we talk about next weekend's box office. They will see the first new major releases in a while as M. Night Shyamalan's Not Knock at the Cabin is aiming for a number one start at $20 million plus. Also opening is the sports comedy 80 for Brady, which is targeting the low to middle teens. Fathom Events is back again with its screening of The Chosen's Season 3 finale, which should be in the high single digits. So we'll, so basically, of course, Knock at the Cabin, as well as 80 for Brady, may be, of course, a couple of a possible, maybe a, a couple of possible threats to knocking Avatar off the number one chart, but we'll... We'll, we'll wait and see. I mean, anything as they say, of course, is is ever so possible. <clears throat> Our next story, of course, right here. I came out, I do believe this was on, uh, let's see, give me just, I believe this was this past, I believe this was this past Friday. I believe, let me see. Uh, give me just a sit. Yes, right. It was. It was. It was just past Friday. It was right. It was right. Uh, Jeremy Thomas posted this on Friday as HBO did release a new teaser and a premiere date for season four of Succession. The fourth season of Succession is arriving in just a couple of months, with HBO releasing a new teaser and announcing the premiere date. The cable network announced on Thursday that the Emmy-winning drama will premiere its fourth run on March 26 at 9 p.m. Eastern. The trailer is right here on the page if, to let you know what, what's to come. The new season is described as follows. The sale of media conglomerate White Star Royco, the tech visionary Lucas Matson, played by Alexander Skarsgård, moves ever closer. The, pros- the prospect of this seismic sale provokes existential angst and familiar familiar division among the Roys as they anticipate what their lives will look like once the deal is complete. A power struggle ensues as the family weighs up a future where their culture and political weight is severely curtailed. The show stars Brian Cox, Jeremy Strong, Sarah Snook, Kieran Culkin, Alan Rook, Matthew McFadden, Nicholas Braun, 
uh, Jay Smith, Cameron, Peter Friedman, David Roche, Fisher Stevens, Hayam Abbas, Justine, Justine Lupi, Dagmara, uh, uh, let's see, Dominique, Dominic, forgive me if I, forgive me if I mispronounce that, uh, Ariane Moyad, Scott Nicholson, Zoe Winters, Annabelle Dexter-Jones, Julia Canfield, Jeannie Berlin, Alexander Sarsgaard, Cherry Jones, Hope Davis, Justin Kirk, and Stephen Root. Newly announced for season are for the season are, are for our returning cast members Harriet Walter, played by Lady Caroline Collingwood, uh, James Cromwell, who played Ewan Roy, Natalie Gold, who played Robert Roy, Caitlin Fitzgerald, who played Tabitha, Ashley Zuckerman, who played Nate Safrelli, Larry Pine, who played Sandy Furness, Mark Lynn Baker, who played Maxim Pierce, and Pip Torrens, who played Peter Munyon, along with new cast members Annabeth Gish, Adam Godley, Eli Harbo, and Johans Akur Johansson. The show has been a ratings and critical hit for HBO, garnering 48 Emmy nominations and, and 13 wins, including two outstanding drama series statuettes. <clears throat> so, so, ladies and gentlemen, we will post a teaser trailer for season four of Succession in the Entertainment Cavalcade page for those who are, of course, are big fans of that show. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here to uh, back on uh, Friday as well. As HBO renews The Last of Us for a second season after a massive premiere. HBO has its next official hit with The Last of Us, which has been renewed for a second season after a major premiere audience. HBO announced on Friday that the TV adaptation of the Naughty Dog video game has been renewed for a second go-around. The announcement also noted that the series is now top 22 million viewers domestically, quintupling its premiere night audience of 4.8 million viewers. The debut is the second largest for HBO behind only House of the Dragon. Episode 2 scored 5.7 million viewers on premiere night, up 22% from the first episode. Craig and Craig and Neil, alongside uh, <clears throat> executive producer Carolyn Strauss and the rest of our phenomenal cast and crew, have defined a genre with their masterful debut season of The Last of Us. This was said by Francesca Orsi, executive vice president of HBO programming and head of HBO drama series and films. After pulling off this unforgettable first season, I can't wait to watch this team outshine themselves again with season two. I'm humbled, honored, and frankly overwhelmed that so many people have tuned in and connected with our <coughs> retelling of Joel and Ellie's journey, the collaboration with Craig Mazin, our incredible cast and crew, and HBO exceeded my already high expectations. This was said by executive producer Neil Druckmann. Now we have the absolute pleasure of being able to do it again with season two. On behalf of everyone at Naughty Dog and PlayStation, thank you. I'm so grateful to Neil Druckmann and HBO for our partnership, and I'm even more grateful to the millions of people who have joined us on this journey, said executive producer Craig Mazin. The audience have given us the chance to continue as a fan of the characters in the world Neil and Naughty Dog created, I couldn't be more ready to dive back in. The series takes place 20 years after modern civilization has been destroyed. Joel, a hardened survivor, is hired to smuggle 
Ellie, a 14-year-old girl, out of an oppressive quarantine zone. What starts as a small job soon has become a brutal and heartbreaking journey as they both must traverse the United States and depend on each other for survival. The first season stars Pedro Pascal as Joel, Bella Ramsey as Ellie, Gabrielle Luna as Tommy, Anna Torv as Tess, Nico Parker as Sarah, Murray Bartlett as Frank, Nick Offerman, Offerman as Bill, Melanie Linsky as Kathleen, Storm Reed as Riley, Merle Dandridge as Marlene, Jeffrey Pierce as Perry, Lamar Johnson as Henry, Kevon Woodward as Sam, Graham Green as Marlon, and Elaine Mills as Florence. Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker also star as well. <coughs> Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. And one last story to bring you here, folks, before we go into our pop culture history and birthdays. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight. I mean, which, and of course, which was actually posted on, uh, let me see here. I believe it was, this was posted on Thursday as the new trailer for Shazam, Fury of the Gods, pits the super family against the daughters of Atlas. <clears throat> Shazam! Fury of the Gods arrives in March, and a new trailer shows the main hero and his family hunted by the Daughters of Atlas. Warner Brothers re Pictures released a new trailer for the film on Thursday, and, and it's right here, of course, on this page. The trailer shows Shazam, and, whose alter ego is Billy Batson, played by Zachary Levi and Asher Angel, and his family working together as a team until, until they are targeted by the villainous trio, played by Helen Mirren, Lucy Liu and Rachel Ziegler wanted to take back the power that was stolen from them. The film was directed by David F. Sandberg from a script by Henry Gayden and Chris Morgan. It does star Zachary Levi, Asher Angel, Jack Dylan Grazer, Adam Brody, Ross Butler, Megan Good, DJ Catrona, Grace Caroline Curry, Faith Herman, Ian Chan, <coughs> uh, Joanne Armand, Martin Milans, Cooper Andrews, and, and Jamon Husnow. It releases on March 17th. It is described as follows. Bestowed with the powers of the gods, Billy Batson and his fellow foster kids are still learning how to juggle teenage life with having adult superhero alter egos. But when the Daughters of Atlas, a vengeful trio of ancient gods, arrive on Earth in search of the magic song from them long ago, Billy, also known as Shazam, and his family are thrust into a battle for their superpowers, their lives, and the fate of their world. And we have the trailer for this, of course, here as well. And we will post it, of course, in the Entertainment Cavalcade page. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, of course, <clears throat> with your uh, pop culture news and views, of course, courtesy of 411 Mania here tonight. 1605-562-0444, caller ID 141387-POUND. This is episode 336 of WCWS Outside the Ropes. This is Wednesday, January, I mean, February 1st, I should say, 2023. It is 7.12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, of course, here back, uh, here with you. The rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, of course, are taking it, are taking it a little bit easy and getting prepared here within the next 40-some minutes to check out tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite, which we'll definitely be hearing a whole lot about here coming up <clears throat> on episode uh, 1,254 
of WCW US Revolution, of course, 138055 pound coming up here at nine o'clock. In addition to that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll bring you your wrestling news and views and also your history and birthdays for today, courtesy of myself and also the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming. We will also, in addition to talking about some of the action on tonight's Dynamite, we will also talk about what happened, of course, last night on NXT, leading up towards the Vengeance Day event, which will be popping up this Saturday. <coughs> we will also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, bring you another update here on some of the Trivia Championship Series matches that we have currently going on right now. Uh, of course, of course, this including the special challenge match for the Impact U.S. World Heavyweight Championship, the two out of three falls uh, between the, the current champion, the King Club's Mint Patel, and the challenger, the former champion, uh, the Cowboy Clinton James Smith. Uh, of course, you know the matches. The other matches, of course, stem from the Wrestle Kingdom and Royal Rumble prediction title challenge we had last week, <clears throat> including. Uh, and, and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the number one contenders uh, 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 fatal four-way match currently going on right now to see next week who will be facing Danny from Moog Park for the NXT U.S. Vengeance Championship. As, of course, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to Mitt, also, of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming. Of course, the winner of that match will be, of course, <clears throat> taking on Danny for that title. Um, so, man, we'll, we'll, But we'll give you updates on all that, plus any other stories, of course, coming out from, from of course, uh, in addition to myself and, of course, Justin, J.D., Mitt, and anyone else that does pop on here, of course, here tonight. We will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, bring that <clears throat> bring that here uh, to you bring that all here to you here tonight on revolution 1254 138055 pound of course coming up tonight at nine of course part of the radio network on talkshoe.com and now ladies and gentlemen let's go ahead and not waste any time and get if we go past the 7 30 hour ladies and gentlemen that is quite all right but let's go ahead ladies and gentlemen and get to get your <clears throat> first look at your pop culture history and birthday reports here of course here tonight we will, of course, repeat this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <clears throat> we will, of course, we will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, repeat this on twelve fifty-four of Revolution coming up here uh, a little bit later tonight. It'll be the, exactly the same thing that I am getting ready to mention here right now. And here we go for today's pop culture history for February the 1st. On this date in 1587, Queen Elizabeth I of England signs the death warrant for her cousin, Mary, Queen of Scots. On this date in 1843, the oldest continuous writer of insurance in America, the Mutual Life Insurance Company in New York, <coughs> officially opens. <clears throat> On this date in 1884, the first volume of the Oxford English Dictionary, which is which starts with the letter A through the word ANT, A-N-T, is officially published. On a date in 1908, King Carlos I of Portugal 
and his heir, Prince Luis Felipe, are assassinated by Republican sympathizers in Torrio de Paco in Lisbon. On, say, 1968, Saigon Police Chief Nguyen Ngoc Loen executes via Cong officer uh, Nguyen Van Lim with a pistol shot to the head. The execution is captured by photographer Eddie Adams and becomes an anti-war icon. On state 1979, Ayatollah Khomeini returns to Iran after 15 years in exile. On a state in 2003, sadly, the space shuttle Columbia disintegrates during re-entry into the Earth's atmosphere, killing all seven astronauts on board. And on a state in 2021, military stage a coup in Myanmar, detaining civilian leaders, including Aung San Suu Kyi, and declare a one-year state of emergency. Today in movies and television history on the state in 1893, Thomas Edison completes the world's first movie studio in West Orange, West Orange, New Jersey. On a state in 1896, uh, Pus- 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 Pusini's opera La Boheme, it premieres in Turin. And today in, in sports history on the state in 1960, excuse me, the Australian Championships, of course, takes place. This is the men's tennis and a classic all-Australian final. Rod Levere beats Neil Frazier, 5736638686, which is Levere's first Grand Slam title. <clears throat> On a state in 2009, Johanna, forgive me if I mispronounce this, Seguro R. Dottier is elected as the first female prime minister of Iceland, becoming the first openly gay head of government in the modern world. Some birthdays to speak up, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen. John Napier was born on the state in 1550. He would pass away in 1617. Louis St. Laurent was born on the state in 1882. He would pass away in 1973. Legendary director John Ford was born on the state in 1895. He would pass away in, 19, in 1973. Legendary actor Clark Gable, of course, you remember from Gone with the Wind, among many other great movies, was born on the state in 1901. Sadly, he would pass away in 1960. Langston Hughes, legendary writer, was born on the state in 1902. He would pass away in 1967. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, one of the big leaders, of course, of Russia during this time, I believe he was even president, of course, at, at one point, Boris Yeltsin, was born on the state in 1931. He would pass away in 2007. Some celebrity birthdays, of course, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Rick James. <sighs> was born on this date here in 1948. He would pass away in 2004. Uh, so we just recently lost, ladies and gentlemen, the, the princess of rock and roll, the daughter, of course, of the one and only Elvis Presley. Lisa Marie Presley was born on this date in 1968. And as we said, she just passed away. I do believe it was it was at least, I believe, two weeks ago, I believe it was. So she did pass away one of the first deaths to re- that we reported this year. And, led, and of course, uh, uh, modern-day musician Harry Styles today turns 29 years old. On a study in 1972, the first scientific handheld calculator is introduced. It was called the HP 35. It sold for $395. <clears throat> Some weddings to speak of. On a say in eighteen forty, novelist Alexander Dumas, best known for writing *The Three Musketeers*, 
who was 37 at the time, would marry actress Ida Ferrer. On, say, 1932, legendary film director Frank Capra, who was 34 at the time, would marry his secretary, Lucille Rayburn. And on, say, in 1986, uh, legendary pop singer Diana Ross would work, would marry Norwegian businessman Arnie, uh, Arnie Nias in Switzerland. Some passings in the world of history. Uh, Mary Shelley, best known for writing Frankenstein, passed away on the day in 1851. Piet Mondrian passed away on the day in 1944. Friedrich Paulus passed away on the day in 1957. Donald Wills Douglas passed away on the day in 1981. Uh, former mayor, legendary mayor of New York City, and also, of course, for a time he did host the People's Court. Uh, Ed Koch passed away on the day in, in 2013. And legendary actor Maximilian Schell uh, passed away on this date in 2014. Uh, one moment that took place on this date in 1908, <coughs> as we said, uh, the very first thing we did, of course, one of the first things we did say, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, I will repeat it. There were a few tears and some uncharitable rejoicing when King Carlos I of Portugal was shot dead on this day bringing an end to a 270-year-old monarchy. And, of course, keep in mind also his son, uh, <clears throat> um, was also, of course, was also uh, shot on this day as well, assassinated on this day as well. Some some events in movies and television, as we said, 1887, Harvey Harvey Wilcox of 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 K's uh, subdivides 120 acres he owned in Southern California and starts selling off his real estate uh, real estate development, which of course we would now we would know now as Hollywood. On say in 1893, as we said, Thomas Edison completes the world's first movie studio in West Orange, New Jersey. On a stage in 1923, Noel Coward stage comedy The Young Idea premieres at the Savoy Theater in London. It would run for 60 performances. On a stage in 1929, the Broadway Melody, directed by Harry Beaumont and starring Bessie Love, is released. The first film with sound would win an Oscar, of course, for uh, Outstanding Picture in 1930. On a stage in 1940, NBC performs the first intercity television broadcast from a station in New York City to another in Schenectady, New York, by General Electric Relay Antennas. Three moments took place here <clears throat> on this date in 1953. First off, General Electric Theater premieres on CBS uh, with Ronald Reagan later hosting the show. Also, the show You Are There with Walter Cronkite premieres on CBS TV. And also on this, also ladies and gentlemen, the same day, WEEK TV Channel 25 in Peoria, Illinois, and NBC affiliate begins their broadcasting. Some birthdays, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, John Ford was born on this date in 1895. He would pass away in 1973. And Clark Gable was born on this date in 1901. He would pass away in 1960. Some passings, as we said, Legendary silent film star Buster Keaton passed away on the date in 1966, and legendary actor Maximilian Schell passed away on the date in 2014. <clears throat> and of course, as we did mention, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, beforehand, 
1840, of course, Alexander Dumas would marry Ida Ferrer. 1932, Frank Capper would marry Lucille Rayburn. And in 1986, Diana Ross would marry Arne Nias in Switzerland. Now let's go to your music. History and birthdays on the state, 1893, Puccini's opera Manon, Manon Lascaux would premiere in Turin. Sorry about that. Also, uh, three years later, his opera La Bohème would also premiere in Turin. Uh, two moments in 1918 on this day, Franz Lehar's opera, um, which translated would mean Where the Lark Sings, would premiere at the Kirle Ker Theater in Budapest in Hungary. And also Jerome Kern, G Guy Bolton, and P.G. Wodenhouse musical Old Lady Lady, Premieres at the Princess Theater in New York City. It would run for 219 performances. On this date in 1930, Arnold Schoenberg's opera, From Today Till Tomorrow, premieres at the Oper Frankfurt in Frankfurt, Germany. 1947, Shostakovich was named professor at the Conservatoire of Leningrad. 1949, RCA releases the first single record ever at 45 RPM. And on this date in 1962, the new Faces of 62, would open at the Alvin Theater in New York City for 28 performances. Some birthdays in the world of music. Langston Hughes was born on this date in 1902. He would pass away in 1967. Rick James was born on this date in 1948. He would pass away in 2004. As we said, Lisa Marie Presley was born on this date in 1968. She just passed away. I do believe it was at least two or three weeks ago that she did pass away. It was in January that she passed and also today, Harry Styles turns 29 years old. <clears throat> Some passings in the world of music. Uh, on the state in 1743, Giuseppe Ottavio Petoni, a composer of Italian descent, would pass away at the age of 85. 1795, on the state, Giacomo Insanguine, an organist and composer of Italian descent, would pass away at the age of 66. On the stage in 1818, Giuseppe Gazzanga, a composer of Italian descent, would pass away at the age of 74. And on the stage in 1824, Maria Theresa von Paradis, a musician and composer of Austrian descent, would pass away at the age of 64. And it was, it was in 1986, of course, Diana, Diana Ross would marry uh, Arnie Noss in Switzerland. Okay, now of course let's go to your sports history and birthdays. Of course, right here. <coughs> on the state in 1905, Dutch soccer club ADO Den, Den Haag forms in the in, in in the Hague. ADO represents the amateur branch of the club. 1913, on the state, American all-round athlete Jim Thorpe signs to play baseball with the New York Giants. Unlike his other sporting endeavors, ideal the Olympic medal winner's career in Major League Baseball was uninspiring. This was between 1913 and 1919. On stage in 1914, the Chicago White Sox and New York Giants play a 10-inning 3-3 tie in Cairo, Egypt, and an exhibition Major League Baseball game was part of a special 56-game world tour. On the state in 1919, the Brooklyn Robins trade former National League MVP Jake Daubert to the Cincinnati Reds for outfielder Tommy Griffith. 
the result of a salary grievance. On a state in 1932, Australian cricket cricket's master batsman Don Bradman scores 299 not out in 10 wicket. A fourth test win versus South Africa in Adelaide runs out of partners going for 300. Uh, two moments in 1948. First off, Finland goes 1-2 in the Nordic combined event at the St. Moritz Winter Olympics. Uh, Heike Hasu takes gold ahead of teammate Marty Hutala. And also, also of course, on his day, same day, uh, Johnny Palmer sets a 36-hole PGA Tour scoring record with rounds of 62-64 to 64 in the Tucson Open. Finishes runner-up by one stroke to Skip Alexander, who cards the tournament record total 264. And on his day in 1950, the Green Bay Green Bay Packers founder, player, and coach Curly Lambeau resigns after 31 seasons and six NFL titles to his credit. Some birthdays in the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen. First up on the state in 1881, Tip Snook was born in St. Mark's, Eastern Cape in South Africa. He was a cricket all-rounder and captain of South African descent who had 26 tests and 35 wickets. He would pass away in 1966. <clears throat> uh, two birthdays to... Uh, Two people were born on this day in 1884. First off, Bradbury Robinson Jr. was born in Bellevue, Ohio. He was a football pioneer who threw the first legal forward pass in the history of American football in 1906. He would pass away in 1949. Also, like we said, Rosewell was born on the same day. He was born in Alton, Illinois. He was a Major League Baseball broadcaster, of course, with the Pittsburgh Pirates from 1936 to 1954. He would pass away in 1955. And I'll say in 1895, Con Smythe uh, was born in Toronto, Ontario. He was a Hockey Hall of Fame team owner, of course, of Canadian descent. He owned the Toronto Maple Leafs from 1927 to 1961 and won the Stanley Cup eight times. He would pass away in 1980. Some passings in the world of sports here, folks. On, say, 1928, Huey Jennings, a baseball Hall of Fame infielder with the Baltimore Orioles and a manager with the Detroit Tigers from 1907 to 1920, would pass away due to meningitis at the age of 58. On a state in 1943, Floyd Draper, an athlete, of course, uh, born right here in America, who had who won the Olympic gold for the four times 100 meter relay in 1936? Uh, <clears throat> of course, uh, and the WR in 39.8 seconds would pass away in action as a United States Air Force pilot at the age of 31. On a set in 1954, Henry Levison Gower, a cricket batsman and captain, captain of English descent, who had three tests with the Surrey CCC and also Oxford University CC would pass away at the age of 80. And on the state in 1959, William Hopp, a carom uh, billiard, billiards player, was born right here in America, who had 51 world titles from 1906 and 1952, would pass away at the age of 71. And on the state in 1997, one wedding to speak of, ladies and gentlemen, as retired Major League Baseball player Johnny Bench, who was 49 at the time, would marry stockbroker Elizabeth Benton. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we will bring... <clears throat>
we will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, um, bring this to you here again on Revolution coming up here a little bit later uh, in the evening. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead here and bring you, of course, several quick uh, wrestling tidbits here. Like I said, it's already past the 730 hour, but that's quite all right. <clears throat> but we'll bring you these stories, of course, right here, courtesy of 411 Manium. Joseph Lee posted this story today as Kota Ayabushi does comment on his New Japan uh, exit, doesn't think that he will go to AEW right away. As previously reported, Kota Ayabushi is now a free agent after his deal with New Japan expired. He will return to the ring at GCW's Bloodsport against Speedball Mike Bailey. In a post on Twitter, Ayabushi commented on his exit from New Japan, which he said he wrote the following. There were various conflicts, but thank you to New Japan Pro Wrestling. I chose the position of being free to renew my contract. Thank you for your long and condensed period. Thank you. From now on, I hope I, I hope you will watch over my path. I don't know what will happen. And in an interview with Dark Pirasau Flowvision, Ayabushi spoke about his immediate plans, knowing that he likely won't go to AEW right away. He did say, about money, I think it's very much unnecessary, but for me, the things I care about and, what ne and what's necessary for me are more important, so I don't want to be in a match without meaning. There aren't a lot of matches without meaning that I think I'll show up in places in the future that truly and fully understand me. A lot of my best friends are in AEW. My younger peers in Japan are also growing up there. Nonetheless, I don't think I'm going, I'm going to AEW immediately. I want to have a school in Japan. Once that's been worked out, I think I'll talk with AEW. <clears throat> of course, you, if you anyone who's fluent in Japanese can read Ayabushi's um, tweet, of course, which is at Ayabushi underscore Koda, if you, if you wish to translate that. And also, of course, you can check out the, the tweet from the Dark Piracao Flow, Flow Vision, which is at Piracao Flow on Twitter, if you wish to check that out. Our next quick wrestling story here, folks. <clears throat> Jeremy Thomas posted this story uh, last night with some WWE no news as Sami Zayn trashes his bloodline photos and also the boogeyman undergoes surgery. Sami Zayn is putting his bloodline memorabilia out for curbside pickup. Following the Bloodlines attack on on Zayn that closed out the Royal Rumble on Saturday, Zayn posted to his Twitter account to share a photo of a host of Bloodline picks along with a Survivor Series chair out in the trash. Of course, there's a there's a picture. <clears throat> there's a there's a link to that picture if you want to check it out on Sami Zayn's Twitter account at Sami Zayn. The Boogeyman is on the men. SPW Insider reports that the WWE alumnus underwent surgery last week. The site reports that Marty Wright, who performs as the character, is said to have underwent a procedure on his knee. On behalf, of course, of 411 Mania and also right here in the radio network, our best wishes to the Boogeyman for a quick and full recovery. And one last story, of course, to bring in down, I believe that did come out, of course, uh, yesterday. <clears throat> Jeffrey Harris posted this. As Booker T claims that Seth Rollins was shooting 100% with recent CM Punk comments. 
As previously reported, Seth Rollins got some attention when he made some statements regarding CM Punk during a WWE 2K23 event last week while speaking to WrestleLink.com's Nick Houseman. After the interview, some fans questioned if Rollins was being honest or just spouted and worked comments as part of his character gimmick. At the time, Rollins said on Punk potentially returning to WWE, he says, oh, Philly Phil, stay away, stay away, you cancer, get away from me forever. Yeah, no, I don't like Phil, I don't like Phil, he's a jerk. During the latest edition of his Hall of Fame podcast, Hall of Famer Booker T weighed in, stating that Rollins' comments regarding Punk were legitimate and not him working his character. Here are some highlights courtesy of Wrestling Inc. Booker T on Rollins' CM Punk comments, he says, he was shooting 100%. I'm just glad I didn't have to say it. I'm just glad people can't look at me now and be like, I'm a hater. I keep my mouth shut. My mom always told me, if you don't have something good to say about somebody, don't say nothing at all. You hear other guys that have been around the business that feel speak the same way about Phil Brooks, and it's because of being around them. Booker T on how, every, uh, how not everything is a work. He says people stop thinking it. Stop thinking everything is a work. If I say something negative to the point about somebody being a cancer in the locker room, I'm not playing, okay? That's not stuff you play around with. That's not an angle. That's just not. I know a lot of people out there that's not in the business that wants to think that, but sometimes it's real. It's real talk. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we will post this video, of course, of Booker T talking about that as well as breaking down his, his return to, of course, uh, this past Saturday's Royal Rumble. <clears throat> and one other one story that just now popped up as well. We'll read this. We'll read, try to read some of these coming out here um, on Revolution, of course, tonight here as well. Jonathan Hunter posted this story today as Dax Harwood pays tribute to Jay Briscoe and recalls first meeting the Briscoes. Dax Harwood took some time on his podcast to talk about his bond with the late Jay Briscoe, a tragic loss that has rocked the wrestling world. Here, of course, are some highlights. On how much working with Jay meant to him, Dak says, I honestly feel that for the rest of my life, I'm going to be able to take care of my wife and daughter through this one year because of the trilogy of matches that I had with Jay and Mark. The first time that Dax and Cash met the Briscoes, Dax says, we first met Jay and Mark at Final Battle in 2021. First time we ever met, first time we ever talked, first time we ever met them was in the ring they knew we were going to bring it and we did and we weren't going to back down i heard great stories about these guys personally who they were what they represent and how they treated people we heard great stories but you never know how you're going to mesh with someone on how easy it was to work with jay and mark dax says putting the match together at supercard of honor was such a breeze so easy it was a pleasure Hearing the philosophies they had, contrasting whatever the philosophies we had, was so beautiful to me. It was such a learning experience for me. I'm so proud of the match. I'm so proud of that moment. I'm so proud to be a part of that with them. On how he learned that Jay Briscoe had passed away, Dax says, on Tuesday evening, I got a phone call from Tony Schiavone. I picked it up, and he said, hey, Dax, I have some bad news for you. We're the first person we've told because we know how close you guys were. Jay died in a car accident. I lost all feeling. I couldn't even cry. You know, I didn't believe him. It was so weird. You hear these cliche stories of, no, it's not real. No, it didn't happen. But that's really what happened to me. I couldn't comprehend why it happened. And Tony told me about Jay's daughters and why it happened to them. And I couldn't believe that either. I hung up the phone with him. 
immediately called Cash, and I think the same thing happened to him. It took him about 15 seconds of saying, no, no, you're lying. Then he broke it, then he broke it down and cried. Then I broke down and cried. On losing a great human being, Dak says, obviously we lost an incredible talent. More than anything, we lost a great human being who was way too good to be in wrestling. His brother was way too good to be in wrestling. If I'm being honest, Cash is too good to be in wrestling. I will forever be grateful that I, that I will be able to make a living off of the series and the relationship and the friendship that I have with the three of them. On Dash reaching out to Mark Briscoe, Dak says, I talked to Mark a few times and I let him know, hey, I didn't want to annoy you or bother you because I'm sure you're getting a ton of messages and a ton of tough calls. I want you to know whatever you and your family need, me and Cash are going to make sure you have. Whatever those girls need, we're going to make sure you have it. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that Jay's family is taken care of. On Jay Briscoe, not liking being the center of attention, Dak says, I can tell you with 100% certainty Jay would either be making fun of us or being so sappy or having so much sympathy for him, or he'd be mad at us. I know that for a fact. Dax's tribute to Jay Briscoe. He says, I can't say enough. I could talk about him all day. A great human being, a great man, stood up for himself, stood up for his family. Everything he did with 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 his, what was with his wife, daughter, and son in mind. Every single step that he took, every... <clears throat> Every 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 breath that he took, every decision that he made was for his family. Sometimes he put other people above him that he probably shouldn't have. Everything he did was for them, and that and that's the character of a man. He worked every day for everything he's got. Everybody knows that they're that 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 they're these chicken farmers. Never a day did he not work. <clears> that his family was taken care of. That's the reason we had the bond that we had. Like I said, because of him, because of him wanting to work as hard as me and Cash, because of him wanting to make a name for himself, just like we wanted to make to make for himself. But above all, because he wanted to make sure his wife and daughters and son were taken care of, we wanted to be the best. So for years and years to come, we can take care of our families. Without Jay, I don't think that my life in 20 years will be what it will be. So thank you, Jay. I love you. Of course, we do... Credit, of course, to FTR Podcast, as well as, of course, 411 Mania for the transcription. If you want to go back and listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> um, which, of course, you, if you want to talk about this, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can, of course, check this out on Apple Podcasts. Of course, this actually came out on Thursday, in which they were also talking about their debut in AEW. Uh, you can, of course, uh, of course, uh, Pull it up, right? Pull. You can also pull it up through Apple Podcast, or you can listen to it, of course, from this particular page where I just read this story. <coughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, of course, on that note here, I want to thank you very much for joining us here, of course, here tonight for uh, episode 336 of WCWS Outside the Ropes, a little extended edition, but that's quite all right. But be sure to join us coming up here in about like an hour and 15 minutes as we get things set for WCWS Revolution, episode 1254. Keep in mind, of course, among the things we're going to discuss tonight, of course, of course, as always, your wrestling news and also your pop culture, wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. Our thoughts about last night's edition of NXT leading up towards Vengeance Day. 
Excuse me. Also, of course, here we will talk about any action that does pop up on um, AEW Dynamite. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll give you an update, of course, on, like I said, the Trivia Championship Series matches. Uh, <clears throat> they are posted on the Trivia Championship Series down the Golden Path Facebook page. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind that the Prediction Title Challenge for Vengeance Day is now up and running. With, of course, we did add the, we did add, of course, uh, the one match that we didn't add on up until uh, that we didn't add on yet because it was not officially complete. We had to wait until, of course, last night, and we did so. Uh, <clears throat> and that was, of course, the, the Fatal 4-Way match for the NXT Tag Team titles that will be contested, of course, this Saturday. As we did find out that we were waiting, of course, there was going to be one more challenger, one more team challenging for the Tag Team titles, and that was the only piece of information that we did not have because, like I said, I like to try to post things that are com that are officially confirmed, known, and complete before we post anything. And we did get that information, so all that is now posted on there as well. So be sure to get your votes in or your votes in there, of course, here right now. As of course, keep in mind, <clears throat> keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, of course it, uh, we will. In addition to, of course, um, some of the some of the belts that will be, of course, contested here, just to get things up and going here, we will, of course, uh, it will be mostly, of course, a lot of the NXT US belts that are already, of course, in existence right now. Uh, <clears throat> plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we will reveal, of course, keep in mind on Friday, with the other trivia championship matches currently going on, we will find out who will be facing Danny next, Danny from Mo part next week for the NXT US Vengeance Championship. Will it be JD? Will it be Mitt? Will it be Michelle? Or will it be Justin? We will find that out, of course, here on Friday. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, please take care and please stay safe out there. We will join you, of course, on 1254 of Revolution uh, coming up here, of course, at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 138055 pound. Keep in mind, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture and everything in between. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, the WCWS Radio Network. Please take care and stay safe. Check out all of our groups on Facebook and all of our past episodes of all of our shows in the radio network on TalkShoe.com. Until then, stay safe, folks, and <clears throat> we'll be back, of course, here at 9 o'clock. Have a good evening. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.